Hello and welcome back to The Room, the podcast brought to you by the LFC Transfer Room. It's not quite Richie today, but it is a slightly B-Tech version. It's Chris uh, hosting the man from YouTube, you know, the YouTube extraordinaire, uh, as, as Richie likes to call us. Um, and we are joined today by uh, Dan, the host of uh, the LFC, the, the, not the host, the owner <laughs> of the LFC Transfer Room. How are you, Dan? Are you good? Doing great. I'm the temporary co-host of the LFC Transfer Room now. Second episode in a row. Let's get this. I'm going to take Daz's job next. <laughs> and we are joined by also by Daz. Uh, how are you, mate? You good? I'm good. It's, it's, it's been a Hollywood minute since I've been on. Seems weird. <laughs> I know. It's been it's been a long time. It's usually the, the, the dream trio of Richie, Daz and Matt, but they're, Matty, but they're not on it at the moment. So, you know, me and Dan are coming to fill in and Daz is still holding up the fort. Um, but first of all, before we get into anything, we're going to go into the rumour roundup. So I'm just going to read this out. No opinions or nothing, just the stuff that's been going around. Uh, according to the Northern Echo, Divock Origi is wanted by Eddie Howe's Newcastle. The bank rolled by a billionaire club in the northeast. want him to compete with Callum Wilson. Now, that's a very, very interesting one. Uh, also, Liverpool are apparently preparing a £30 million a year contract for to sign Kylian Mbappe. That's according to the Spanish portable portal defensive central uh, apparent and as well one of the biggest red articles on the website liverpool won luis diaz in january from porto but porto don't want to lose their colombian star uh, if someone does want him though they have to pay the 67 million pound release clause and that's according to re- the daily record of uh, and various portuguese sites also, Liverpool are interested in bringing Dennis Zakaria on a free transfer next summer. Borussia Dortmund is, are very interested in the signature. The player prefers a move to the Premier League or to La Liga, that's according to Sport Build. Dortmund also lead the race for Karim Adeyemi, a man who's been linked with Liverpool uh, throughout the autumn months. The player wants some game time wherever he decides to go, and he's cu- his agent is currently deciding to, to, to travel around Europe to decide where he wants to go, as according to Sport One and various others. And finally, Barcelona do want Thiago Alcantara on loan. In January, Xavi wants players with the Barca DNA, as he, we've seen with the signing of Dani Alves. And he could be a good option to bring, but only on loan due to their financial state. So we'll start off with you, Daz. Divock Origi, uh, what's your verdict on him potentially going to Newcastle United? Um, not in January, no chance. Um, we're losing Salah, Mane, um, probably Kaiser. Um, so, yeah, he, he's not going anywhere. Maybe this summer, if they come in for £100 million, um, they've got the money. So, uh, you know... Let him spend it. I, I like Origi, but, you know, it's time for him to, to leave in the summer. But yeah, he's... There's he's, no, there's he's no players leaving, leaving Liverpool in January. Especially not especially not a forward player, right? I mean, with, with Salah and Mane going for AFCON, it would probably take a, an astronomical offer, Dan, for, for Newcastle to, to pick him up from Anfield, right? I mean, what are we talking about with astronomical? What do you, what do you guys think that we, should, that we will be selling Origi for? I think I think if if Newcastle stick forty million on the table, we sell fourteen, forty. 40. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't think we'll take anything less than that because we need him. It's, it's we need him in January. Yeah, that is true. I mean, considering well, considering the fact that uh, Divock was trying to get himself not out of the club, but he was trying to get more game time at the end of the season, um, he'll probably push for a move out. Uh, from the club in January, if there's a, a reasonable offer, 
and you know, if that's the case, then I mean, we're probably going to lower our standards as far as price that goes. I think if uh, Newcastle offers something like $25 million to $27 million, he's going to go regardless of, of January with uh, FCON or not. It's going to be a situation of what the play, player needs and wants. Um, but yeah, I don't want to see him leave in January, but if that's a possibility, um, I feel like it's going to happen and I'll be open to it. If he doesn't leave now, it's going to take six months for him to leave and then we're not going to be able to bring another um, option up front. Yeah, I mean, the biggest, um, the, the rumor going around with the Northern Echo is that he does will go out on loan. Now, does, if, if to say, we'll be conceptual here, um, if he goes with a loan with an option of a £25 million buy clause, would you would you accept that? Um, if we have somebody lined up, yes. That's the only way he would leave. If, if an obligation do. or an option to buy, though, Chris? Uh, option, I don't think... I'm going to say option. Just to, oh, just to no. Move. Don't do this to us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fully being... But I, I think they would... I, I genuinely think, why, why not spend the £25 million? I think he would be excellent at Club Night Newcastle, but it's, it's, a, it's an awkward one. But you know what? Eddie Howe loves Callum Wilson, as we all know, but he does need a backup, and Devo Carigi will be very, very, very capable for that. Um, moving on, we're going to go to Thiago. I mean, I thought he was absolutely excellent against Arsenal on, on, on Saturday, uh, Dan. Um, if he does take the option to go back to Barcelona, uh, do, do you think it'll happen? And if so, why? Um, I Well, I totally think it's, it's, a, it's a doable transfer. I think it makes sense. Uh, Barcelona are currently missing that experienced and... Um, vision uh, and player with vision in the middle of the park of course they have Sergio Busquets who's one of the best defensive midfielders currently in time they have Frankie de Jong who brings that stability and a little bit of vision to the team as well but they need a third um more experienced uh piece in their midfield of course they have Pedri who is wonderful and such a great player but he's still pretty raw he needs more um we they need a more experienced and more stable uh, option in midfield that way Pedri can just interchange between him and, and De Jong um, in the middle of the park so I think makes sense um, Thiago knows the league uh, Xavi wants an experienced player with that is able to speak Spanish command lead and has the Barca DNA makes totally sense the only thing that doesn't make sense is that reports are claiming that Thiago is unhappy at Anfield because he's not getting game time which is completely rubbish rubbish I mean um, the only reason he's not playing it's not because he's not good. It's not because club doesn't like him or anything. It's just because of his fitness issues. We all know, and I'm pretty sure that you guys also agree with the fact that when Thiago is fit, he starts with Henderson and, and Fabinho. So that's the only part that doesn't really fit me. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's perfectly feasible as to why Xavi does want Thiago at Barcelona does. Um, but do you think it would be a good move for him and for Liverpool? I mean, well, again, I'll throw out a conceptual fee of, say, 25, 30 million. Do you think it would be good for, for Liverpool, really, if we let the, the Spaniard go? No, no. Um, just like Dan said, he, he's one of our better midfielders. And if everyone's fit, that's our best midfielders, Thiago, Hendo and Fabinho. So why would you let him go? I, I can understand, you know... The Barca link, obviously, and Xavi, you know, why wouldn't he want Thiago? Everybody, and most clubs would want Thiago, a player like that. But 
it's hearsay. You know, Barca have really no money, so they don't have the you know the chips, so to speak. Liverpool have all the chips, um, but Thiago's going nowhere. I, I I I see Thiago wanting to stay at Liverpool for at least another this season and then next season, and then maybe you know he'll look at like maybe going back to Barca, but not anytime soon. No. No, absolutely not. I mean, another interesting option. I mean, we talked about attacking options with Devo Carigi uh, potentially going in the summer, but Karim Adeyemi has been a player who's been linked over and over again throughout the autumn months. Been balling, scored 18 goals in all competitions for RB Salzburg this season. Um, Daz, do you think it's the right stage of his career to potentially come to a club like Liverpool? Or do you think maybe a step like Dortmund or Leipzig would be a better move for him? Good question. I mean, you know, we've seen with Menemino what kind of has happened. You know, it's taken him quite a long time. Um, and and let me tell you what, I jumped out of my chair when he scored the goal. I was so chuffed for him. You know, I, I would say, yeah, maybe a Dortmund for him um, a couple of seasons. I don't think he's ready for the Premier League yet. It's a, it's a very, very difficult one, isn't it, Dan? I mean, the, the players that Liverpool usually sign in attacking positions are sort of 24, 25 years old. Um, I've been proven in a couple of seasons in in a top league. Do you think Karim Adiemi might break that trend or do you think Liverpool will continue and wait for uh, for Adiemi to get a little bit older? I mean, it's, it really seems like the, the thing that we do now is no longer go for prospect players and sign them. It seems like now what we do is wait for them to go to a bigger side, bigger league, and then try to snatch them. I mean, the the case of Danjuma comes to mind, where suddenly we want him now that he's at Villarreal. The case of Rafinha comes to mind, that when he was at Rennes, we, we kind of were keeping an eye on him, but then we waited for him to go to Leeds. And now that he's doing what at Leeds, we want him. Um, similar scenarios to the Navi Keita one, where supposedly there's reports saying that we wanted him before he was at RB Leipzig. But then we waited for him to go to RB, RB Leipzig for us to make a move. Sadio Mane, too, that we were like looking at him when he was at Salzburg. I mean, it's just, I feel like we could potentially lose on a big player here. We know what's happened to Holland. We've seen what happened to Rafinha. I mean, these players just go explode from their from their, uh, from their their peak after they move. So we got to go in now for someone like uh, Adeyemi. Um, do I feel like he's going to go in to Liverpool? I don't think so because he's looking for game time. Uh, he knows that Dorman is the best option to get game time. Uh, they only played with one striker, but he could be the only backup to um, Holland, you know, and the one and only. So he will get a bunch of game time, you know. Uh, minutes are going to be very limited if he wants to come to Liverpool as a striker. So it just makes sense for him to go to a different side. Yeah, and it's a very, very, it's a frustrating one because we want to see players like Adiyami. Uh, come in, you know, great young talents. But I think he's too good to play at a youth level and, you know, not quite good enough to play first team. It's a really, really frustrating period, but hopefully he uh, he kicks on and maybe Liverpool look at him uh, in the future. I want to move uh, just quickly on to, to the Arsenal game before we move on to Porto. I mean, you mentioned, Daz, that the Taki Minamino's goal made you, made you jump out of your seat. I'm sure that several of the other ones made you do so too. I think it was just a brilliant Reds performance in the end. Ah, it was. Um, and, and like, you know, we were talking before, uh, the atmosphere wasn't quite 
the standard I I would think at a five thirty match. Um, it, I mean, you were there. Was it? It was seen to be pretty quiet, you know, until Arteta got his, you know, uh, underwear and a wad. And um, man, that was brilliant. I, I take Klopp any day of the week in a boxing match. Um, <laughs> it, I, oh God! I mean, it, it was just. It was comical. Um, and uh, did you read Garth Crook's thing today, Say, saying Klopp was the villain? Mate, uh, if I, I don't think anyone. I, I I try my best not to acknowledge Garth Crook in any way, shape, or form. To be honest, absolutely useless. But I mean, I'm like, what do you mean the villain? Um, I mean, Arteta played into Liverpool's hands. I mean, this isn't a pantomime, you know. Um, but from there, I mean, all the goals were class. I mean, I've never, ever seen, um, who was it Simicas who did the first header and then Jota did that absolutely world-class, like, header pass. I've never seen anybody do, you know, a, a headed pass like that. For, and then Mane, you know, runs on. I thought Mane was going to go score, but, uh, you know, um, I'm happy, you know, he passed it to Salah. Um, so they are mates, you know. It seems like mates. now they're they're combining a little more now, right? Yeah. yeah I, I think it was, I think the season before it was just like competition between them and, and it took over, you know, the game actually. Then they were both a bit too selfish. And I think either they've come together and talked themselves or Klopp's gone like look this is a team sport like you know if you see the chance and you think you can take it take it but if you see somebody open pass the damn ball you know but yeah all four goals were class so yes I was jumping every single time but exactly I was just like you know it's well deserved especially coming on just for a minute and then scoring you know you saw his, his little face I mean the smile on his face was just boss. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he, a lot of people, I, I know a lad who was very, very close to Southampton last year and he said that, you know, everyone around there said that Minamino was the nicest man they'd ever seen. Um, and you just, you can't help but feel happy for him and he, he deserves it, Dan. I mean, he's, he's turned up massively in games that, that he's been required to this season and, you know, got, the, as we mentioned, you know, Salah and Mane, you know, they were both just on, on new levels. I mean, I don't think Mane had the greatest first half, but then the, as soon as he scored his goal, he just turned into a, a different animal, really. Uh, it's just amazing to see. And hopefully, you know, we can continue that uh, going into Porto and Southampton. But going on to Porto, uh, Dan, I mean, how much, in terms of like, how much you think Jurgen Klopp will rotate and how much you would like to rotate? How much are those two things different? Would you like to rotate a little bit more than Jurgen Klopp will? Or will Jurgen Klopp rotate more than you think? Uh, I don't think he's going to rotate as much. <laughs> I feel like when we expect him to rotate, he just says, you know what, I don't mind. Just go all out. We want to win this game. We've seen it in the Carabao Cup. Maybe he throws in three, maybe four reserved substitute players. But, you know, he goes all out. He, he tries to win every game. It kind of bothers me a little bit because in situations like this where we are already a foot in, in the next round of the Champions League, you don't want to risk players, you know, but... Uh, um, I, I fully expect him to play Mohamed Salah. I fully fully expect him to play maybe Virgil van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold. 
Um, it, it, it worries me a little bit, but I know it's most likely going to happen. Um, I wish I could see a side full of, of young talent. I don't mind losing the next game. Um, but, of course, we already know he's going to go all out. He's going to try to win. The... Yeah, I mean, guys, Porto have not really provided much of a threat ever in uh, in the history of playing Liverpool in recent years. Um, but do you think Jurgen Klopp will, will heavily rotate when it comes to, to Wednesday? No. <laughs> one, one, it's at Anfield. Two, he wants, he, he's a winner. He wants to win this match. He wants to put down a marker. Um, I want him to rotate. I don't want Trent to play. Why, why, why not let Nico play? Um, and, the, and the back two, give Phillips his Champions League chance again. With Canote with next to him, I, I think that scared the living crap out of the Porto strikers. <laughs> and, and, you know, if Robbo is fit, play Robbo. Uh, midfield is the tricky one. Um, if Milner's fit, you play Milner. Um, and maybe give Ox a bit more minutes, you know, uh, to, to let him continue playing. Because he's done really well the last couple of day, uh, games, hasn't he? Like, I mean, that, that's the thing with Ox. I've always liked him, but the injuries have, has hampered his career. But if he gets game time, he gets his confidence back. And I thought he, he deserved... Like, Who was your man of the match against Arsenal, by the way? For me, it was, it was Thiago. For Thiago. me. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, I mean, Ogs was lively, right? So, Oh, big time. Big time. I mean, with Oxlade-Chamber, it's a very interesting stat. He's actually been available for every game in 2021, which is a crazy, crazy stat. Apart from, like, his paternity leave. Like, you can't expect him to be available for that. But, I mean, he's clearly showing a willingness. And I saw a piece by James Pierce in The Athletic today, which says, you know, how much he is continuing to improve in training and impressing Jurgen Klopp. But, you know what? I'm I'm happy for it and I'm here for it. I mean, he needs regular rhythm and I think he, he definitely needs to play on Wednesday. I'd love to see Tyler Morton play. I think he was uh he was he came on and looked very very tidy um uh, on on the game against Arsenal. Came big hug from Jurgen, a big hug from Thiago, and why wouldn't you as a young player be absolutely buzzing with that? Two absolute stalwarts of the modern game. Um, but you know, I think I do. Th I hope we we see Takumi Minamino and Divokarigi. But how likely is that, Dan? Uh, we already know. We already talked about it. It's not as likely. But you know who I want to see? Um, Connor Bradley. I'm I'm dying to see Connor Bradley. Every time he's played this season, whether it's the Carabao Cup, whether that's was it friendly as, as well that he was part of. He's just incredible. I mean, I want to see him badly. Maybe I want to see. It's been a huge topic of discussion moving Neko Williams to the front. Maybe I want to see him as a midfielder or as a forward, as a winger. Um, I just want to see Connor Bradley. He's be, he, he's really grown on me. Every time he steps onto that pitch, he's just doing really good, both offensively and defensively. He seems to me like a better prospect than Neko Williams at right back, as Trent's understudy. Um, Tyler Morton as well. I want to see him badly. Um, you know, there's there could be a huge chance that we see them, but they could be the only players, young players, that we see in that starting eleven. So it could be just three, four max. That could be it. I have a feeling about Cleveland Kelleher, right? Does maybe, maybe, maybe you'll stick him in. No, I, I, I think hundred percent. Yeah, give Allison the day off. You know, um, yeah, that's that's a shoe in. That's 
that's probably the only one that we know Klopp's going to change. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, he has to do it, right? But, but yeah, I mean, going going into Porto, I mean, I I, I had a chat with the, the Anfield agenda lads the other day, and, and and a couple of them were like, if if we let Porto win, Atletico Madrid might not get through, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> is that a true debate, Dan, or or are we just going to go out and try and win all six games? No, sadly, sadly, like we said, sadly with club, we're we're going to try to win every single game, regardless of Atletico Madrid situation. One thing I do want to discuss about is actually Luis Diaz uh, um, playing for Porto on uh, on the next name. Maybe also Fabio. Is it Fabio Concentral? What's his name? The the young mid- midfielder from Porto that has also been linked with. Uh, with Liverpool, it's Fabio Vieira. Uh, Fabio oh, Vieira, yeah. um, the likes of him, and uh, I think those are the only two players that are linked with Liverpool in a move. I think there's another one, but I mean, this is the time to showcase their players. Porto already already knows that we won Luis Diaz. What better opportunity do they have to raise his price tag up than to make him play and have a great performance against Liverpool themselves? We're the we're the club that wants him more than any other club. So um, I'm gonna. Keep all eyes on him, and uh, hopefully Fabio Vieira also plays. I've seen a few clips for the under twenty ones for Portugal. He's incredible, but but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Liverpool are after a forward in January. Yeah, it surely has to happen. But I mean, Luis Diaz is probably one of the most most deluxe deluxe options. Sorry, uh, uh, Daz. Um, I mean, how much will you be keeping an eye on him when Porto come to Anfield on Wednesday? I was saying. Um, I like him as a player. Um, you know, if the price is right, then I think Liverpool will go in for him. Any opposing player that comes to Anfield, just I mean, they they, they see the crowds, um, and I know you know Porto have been absolutely destroyed by us the last uh, few seasons that we've played them, and I have a little debate for you. Which which player would you take, Luis Diaz or Rafinha? Considering they're probably both going to be at the same price tag. Rafinha for me. Rafinha, but, yeah. Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, Let's look at the age per se. Luis Diaz, twenty four years old. Rafinha, how old is Rafinha? Let's see. And here it says he's twenty four as well. All I'm saying is I'd rather Jared Bowen than than either of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy from my hometown. I can't disrespect my boy Jared. <laughs> I mean, or, or that does. Or do you want a young, uh, a cheaper option than than them two, and then we can probably get another player. I like Rafinha. I do. There's something about him, you know. Um, again, he's got Premier experience, and and uh, if Liverpool come knocking for him, we're gonna get him. You know, if Klopp wants wants him, we'll get him. But. Um, yeah, uh, either one really, you know, but Rafina for me. Um, but Bo- Bowen, I like Bowen. I do. I'm still mad that we we didn't chop him down. What one of our players didn't chop him down for that? What was it? The third goal. Still don't understand that. Still yeah. don't I don't even. I don't want to even want to talk about that Wiscan game. It just brings me <laughs> nightmares again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good place to, to end the pod. Um, very big thanks to to Dan and Daz for coming on. Uh, make sure to follow the LFC Transfer Room on uh, on Twitter, on YouTube, on 
um, everything that we're, we're on about on um, in terms of social media platforms. Um, anything else to add, Mr. Izquierdo? You good? Nothing. Just go check. Everybody go check the YouTube. Or you're watching. If you're watching, that you're watching it on YouTube. If you're listening to it, you're listening on the podcast. So then go to YouTube. But huge things are ahead for the YouTube channel. We're going to start transitioning, making a few changes. Mr. Chris in this screen right here is in charge of all that. He's going to bring some huge changes. And uh, so just keep an eye on, on, on that. That's pretty much it. Absolutely. Um, and the podcast boys will hopefully be back next week with some more discussion on our two wins against Porto and Southampton. We will see you uh, very, very shortly uh, on the next podcast. We'll see you later. Make sure you follow.